0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Since every possible Will Smith Oscars joke has already been made, this could very possibly be a baseball-only podcast today, for reals. All right, one joke, but having nothing to do with how Chris Rock got flipped turned upside down. An Englishman, a Scotsman, an Irishman, a Latvian, a Turk, a German, an Argentinian, a Dane, an Australian, a Slovakian, a Moroccan, a Frenchman, a New Zealander, an Italian, and a Norwegian walk into a fancy restaurant. I'm sorry, says the maitre D, but you can't come in here without a tie. Here's the song. Mets in the morning. Mets in the morning. Oh yeah. Mets in the morning to tell you what the doing. While coffee is brewing now, here's Josh I didn't see that M-night Shyamalan twist ending coming for the Oscars either, did you? We we had met assistant GM slash Oscar expert Ben Zosmer on our most recent pod, and even he didn't see that coming. Who knew Chris Rock could take a punch better than Will Smith could take a joke? Anyway. Hope you all enjoyed the last Oscars ever. Josh Lewin with you. Do not put my name in your mouth. Let's move on from whatever all that was the other night. I think we're all Twittered out about it. Let's talk instead about how there are a bunch of fringe candidates that could be very helpful for the Mets this year. Maybe not right away. As Humphrey Bogart said in Casablanca, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon. The guys brought in his depth pieces Some of them look pretty good so far. Remember, the roster starts out at 28, not 26, so that's important. There is indeed a difference between depth and quality depth. Any organization can sign 20 guys who are basically washed up and say, look, depth, we got depth. But finding the right in case of emergency break glass personnel really is an art. And the Mets did it so well last year with the Parazas and polars of the world. And today, we'll begin to introduce you to some of the lesser-known players in camp who are here to be those emergency fill-ins, guys that you're probably going to see at some point. For example, we'll chat with former Met, now current Met, Matt Reynolds, who's back, although he just got sent to minor league camp, but he's got a chance to be part of the party this season. Uh, Brett Beatty went down, Jake Mangum went down, the Z-Man, Rob Strizny, the lefty reliever just went down. I know Bogart never said we'll always have Syracuse, but that's where those guys will be, uh, shall we say, chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, just to, to stay with the spirit of our times. As for the updated news to know, the Mets announced, and this is cool, they're going to hold a pregame ceremony commemorating the 10th anniversary of the Santana no-hitter. Now, I know that was June 1 of 2012. This is actually going to be held May 31, so one day before the actual 10-year anniversary, before the 7:10 p.m. game against the Nationals. Santana, with that signature change-up, struck out David Fries, as you might recall, the first no-hitter in franchise history. Santana and his catcher for that evening, Josh Toley will both be honored for that historic achievement on that May 31st game. Ticket says always available at Mets.com. I know what some of you are thinking, because I was thinking it too. What about Mike Baxter? Got to have Mike Baxter at this thing. Well, I, pardon me while well, well, I pick up this name I'm about to drop. Uh, I just texted with Mike Baxter about this, and uh, he says he was contacted, was invited, but he's now part of the coaching staff at Vanderbilt and he just figures they're going to be gearing up right then to head off to Omaha. Hopefully of course I was gearing up for UCLA to be playing in new Orleans this weekend. So things happen, but that's why Mike Baxter is not going to be there. He appreciates people thinking about him. Santana met the media via zoom yesterday. Here was his reaction to the fact that everything's being recognized 10 years later.
1: Well, I can't believe it's, it's been 10 years almost, you know, since, uh, since we made history, uh, every time you look back, you know you you think about it, and 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 you bring back those memories, and it's always like, wow, I couldn't believe I, I've done that, you know. Uh, but you know, it's part of of what we do. It's part of history now. Uh, uh, you get people, you know, from time to time, that uh, they say hello to you, and they talk about that. And social media, you get a lot of those. Um, most of the times, you know, when, uh, S N Y, you know, re-aired the game, you know, you get those messages back. So it's always cool to have that. I mean, it's, uh, it was, it was a fun time and, 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 um, uh, a memory that I'll never forget. And as for the catcher, that fateful
0: night, Josh Tolley, now living a good life in Arizona, working with the Major League Players Alumni Association. Here's what he had to say
2: as Johan echoed 10 years, it truly seems like it was yesterday. Um, it, it was for me going through and navigating the game, getting deeper into the game is what will always forever stand out. And as SNY was airing the the no hitter over the course of pretty much all winter, I, I would seem to find it once a week. I would go back and try to relive, uh, relive the game and getting into the seventh, eighth inning, um, Johan still cruise and trying to figure out how we're going to navigate the pitch count thing was um, was a special that was that was probably more special to be able to get him help get him through to that point um, where uh, not get into the 145 pitch pitch mark, but um, it will be a day that I I live, it lives with me forever. And um, I that's the only thing in my career that I I do tend to talk about because it is something that was very special to me.
0: Both guys were asked about their connectivity to Major League Baseball these days, how they're still staying in it, if at all. Mentioned with Toley, he's part of the Players Association. Santana's coaching middle school baseball in Miami, which is kind of removed from the majors, right? Well, uh, here's Josh, then Johan.
2: I'm a baseball rat. I love watching baseball. I, I actually have a TV to my left where I do my lessons, and I watch spring training games. I It's something that's been ingrained in me forever, I think last year, being my first year out of playing, was um, I didn't. It, it was just a transition year. This year is a little bit different for me. Now sitting back, um, watching watching the games, kind of missing spring training a little bit. But I, I have to say, the Mets have been wonderful to me. I did the fantasy camp, um, you know, old timers day, these type of things. I, I think this is what keeps me connected to the game um, more than anything.
1: And, you know, well, for, for, for me, for me, uh, not as much as, as was is totally doing uh, MLB, you know, but I mean, last year with the Twins, I had a chance to to, to, to do a couple of games on TV and stuff and get connected to and closer to to the game is always good. Uh, right now, what I'm doing is um, spending time with my family uh, and I'm helping out at school with uh, pitching and, 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 and middle school. You know, as as a baseball player, I don't think you lose that. You know, you you always have it some somehow. You know, uh, whether it's directly to MLB or not, it's it's just a matter of what you wanted to do. You know, in my case, uh, spending time with my family is one of the the most important things and the first thing that I wanted to do. But I definitely in the future, hopefully, I'll, I'll look forward. You know, to join an organization and and help out because um, I think. Um, I can help a lot. It's just that right now, I just want to have some fun with my family, and I'm enjoying uh, middle school baseball. Believe it or not. So great
0: to hear from both those guys yesterday. Forever linked by one magical night and a blown call by third base umpire Adrian Johnson. They should probably invite him, too. Two intra-squad games were played by the Mets yesterday on a camp day in Port St. Lucie. Edwin Diaz, Trevor May, Seth Lugo were among those who threw scoreless innings. Uh, This was is Al Leiter was watching on, the latest ex-Met to be welcomed in as a guest instructor. His son, as you may know, was at Vanderbilt with Mike Baxter the last couple of years. And Jack Leiter, now the star prospect in the Rangers organization. Nothing definitive on the Mets opening day roster yet. There's still 10 days to figure that out. But let's kind of roll through the likely position players here. Catcher's not a surprise, James McCann. And Tomas Nito, we get that. Uh, Nito's out of minor league options, didn't face so much competition for the backup job anyway. And McCann, as we know, struggled last year. Let's see where it all goes, because the organization's top prospect, Francisco Alvarez, everybody thinks is a year away. He doesn't think that. He made headlines in camp when he said his goal is to make the majors this year. And then there was this from last week. Alvarez told... The bullpen coach Craig Bjornsson, I'm going to get in this game, I'm going to hit a home run, and I'm going to look at you coming around third base. Well, this 20 year old kid didn't just hit a home run, he hit a 441 foot. Home run. He had 24 homers last year in the minors. He'll probably start at Double A Binghamton this year. All right, so that's catcher first base. You got Pete Alonso. You got Dominic Smith. Of course, Dom can also play the outfield, and someone can DH every once in a while off of that. Jeff McNeil Robinson Cano at second. Luis Giorme can fill in there. Third base. Well, one of the the most prominent offseason ads, of course, was Eduardo Escobar. He'll provide consistent power from over there. J.D. Davis will play maybe some over there, but he'll mostly be D.H., mostly against lefties, of course, and he, he could play a little outfield, too. Mentioned Guillaume, he'll back up Lindor at shortstop. Francisco getting into only 125 games last year because of that oblique strain that cost him five weeks. You'd think 150 games this year for Lindor is kind of what you expect when you write a guy checks totaling more than a, a third of a billion dollars. Outfield, you've got Mark Canna, Brandon Nimmo, Starling, Marte. The intention is to start Canna, Nimmo, and Marte from left to right. And the others that we mentioned, Smith, Davis, McNeil, on occasion can get into those corner spots to fill in. And maybe Travis Jankowski becomes the extra outfielder. He's really turning heads with his defense and his speed. We'll get into the pitching at some other time, but you know what the rotation is. DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett, Carrasco, and Walker. But uh, a lot of things to clear up with the relievers. Are there going to be 10 of them, 11 of them off the top? We're going to find out pretty soon. So we talked about depth. And how important it is to have that. You might remember the right-handed infielder from the University of Arkansas, Matt Reynolds. Only a two hundred twenty six career hitter at the big league level, but he can play all over. He's got a great attitude. Seems like a Buck Showalter kind of guy, even though he played for the incorrect SEC school, Arkansas, instead of Mississippi State. Our chat with Matt in just a moment.
3: save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an ac pro recharge kit today be a pro with ac pro so this
0: is the big welcome back podcast the former arkansas Rangers are back here let's talk a little bit to matt reynolds uh since last you wore this version of blue and orange take me through the, the travel log if you would
4: uh so 2017 uh, i got traded to uh or 2018 actually i got traded to the nationals was uh was in the big leagues with them for a little bit uh, ended up spending two two seasons with them um then i became a minor league free agent uh signed with the royals uh in 2020 i uh, got a little big league time with the royals and then uh was a free agent again and signed with the white Sox. was with them in triple a last year and now i'm back in the back in the blue and orange
0: what in all of that traveling was there ever a point where you're like man i, th- I mean i thought i was just going to be in one place and now i'm everywhere did, did it get frustrating or did you see it more as like a kind of a cool experience in a way that i get to meet new friends and coaches and everything
4: it's a little bit of both i mean obviously you want to stick in one place for a long time uh, but it's also it's also fun to get to to meet a bunch of new people uh you know, playing different areas of the of the world, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Met some great great friends, great people. So I, I've I've enjoyed the ride.
0: Let me walk you through, if you don't mind, in Washington.
4: Who were the guys
0: that you think, when you're telling your grandkids someday, I was with the Nationals at one point? What are your memories of, of having been there for the even the short amount of time that you were?
4: Uh, probably my greatest memory was uh, we were actually playing the Mets. Uh, Degrom was pitching, and uh, for the past like. Two or three games uh, Bryce Harper was using my bat and the day before I, I played and I got jammed my last at bat we're-, we're actually sharing the same bat and uh, I got jammed I told him I was like hey I don't know if this bat broke it, it doesn't look like it because I had pine tar all over it and uh, he was like, no, nah, it doesn't seem broken. I'm going to still use it. So he used it first at bat against DeGrom and hits that broken bat home run. And, uh, yeah, that, that memory is pretty cool. Uh, I think Bryce said he was going to keep the bat and hanging in his house. So he might he might have a Marucci bat of mine hanging in his house somewhere. <laughs> that,
0: what, I mean, we get a sense of Bryce as the enemy. You got to meet him as an actual
4: individual. What, what did you glean from that? He was a great guy. He always treated me well. He went out of his way to make me feel comfortable. Um, he worked hard, worked really hard all the time, always in the weight room, always in the cage, loved talking hitting. Um, I have nothing bad to say about Bryce. He's a good good dude.
0: So Kansas City, uh, I'm sure you bump into George Brett, some other legendary people that kind of crisscross because Kansas City is so good about their lineage.
4: Did you enjoy that experience? I loved it. Um, in the offseason I trained with uh with Hunter Dozier, Cam Gallagher, Rhino Hearn, uh Nikki Lopez so like I I kind of knew all those guys before I got over there and, and that helps when yeah. uh they were kind of giving me a background before I chose who I was going to sign with and they're like hey the the Royals is a good spot for you um so I knew all those guys going in loved it Wood Merrifield was a great guy I still talk to him um but, yeah, I, I got to meet George Brett, work with him in the cage. Uh, Mike Matheny was great. He was, he was a very honest honest person, uh, treated everyone the same, which was awesome. Uh, but, yeah, I, I love playing with, uh, with the Royals. Dayton Moore was great to work yeah. with. He was very, very open and honest with, with where he saw me. And, uh, yeah, I, I loved every second with him.
0: And finally, the White Sox, which I know was was brief, but uh, again, I'm going to assume that you took some positives out of it.
4: Yeah, getting to play for Tony larusso was was really cool during spring training. I'm a Hall of Fame manager like that. Um, and then the, the star power that they have over there, um, you know, Jose Abreu became one of my favorite players, just seeing how that guy has won the MVP and he would have a bad game in spring and he'd be in the cage for two hours after the game hitting by himself and just shows the work ethic that he has and, and to be that caliber of player. So it was, it was really cool to see.
0: As of right now, Matt, I, I went back and looked at it. Uh, I mean, everybody remembers home runs because they're big and sexy. I get it. You've hit four of them at the big league level. Do you remember your first? Will you always remember uh, Joaquin Soria? was if you needed my, my oh, dirty, yeah. but
4: Oh, yeah. I remember uh, the night before the game, Terry Collins comes up to me. It's like probably 11, 1130 at night, and it's a day game against the Royals the next day, and he comes up to me and is like, hey, have you played left field before? And I was like, I mean, I've probably played it once just you know, just messing around but I could do it if you need me to and he was like, All right, we have Danny Duffy tomorrow. You're you're starting. I was like, All right, perfect. So I go in there Faced Danny Duffy twice. He strikes me out twice, and then uh, end up facing Joaquin Soria, and uh, and I think it was maybe like the seventh round there, and uh, end up hitting an oppo homer against the righty when I was supposed to do well against the lefty. So it worked out great. Uh, yeah, but that was a very special moment in my career. Did they get the ball for you? Oh yeah, yeah. My my parents actually have the ball. My dad has it hanging in his office.
0: So remind me, uh, talking about your parents, dad. Dad is still working. It sounds like. What what does he do?
4: Uh, he's a he's a contractor for Tremco. He does. Roofs for hospitals, high schools, everything in in Oklahoma. Did you have
0: any interest at all in going into the family business if baseball didn't work out?
4: Honestly, I never got that far. to uh, you your thing well, i I just kind of had all my eggs in one basket really i was I was just focusing on it, and then whenever the time came for me to you know choose a new path, I, I would go that route. but uh, you know, I'm still hanging around. I'm still getting a job so i'm gonna I'm gonna make this dream last as long as I can. Well,
0: I mean you've earned every bit of that, and I got to go back though. Uh, being a roofer in Oklahoma. I mean those roofs tend to turn over a yeah. little bit. I mean, that's in some very uh, difficult weather. So yeah. is that, I mean, not to be weird about it, but my goodness, business must be booming if you're having to always keep recycling
4: roofs. Yeah, he, he does very well. He's a he's a very hard worker, and that's kind of where I got my, my work ethic from. Um, but the crazy thing is he was always working hard, but he always made time for me. He was always at my games. Uh, you know, having two tournaments a weekend, baseball and basketball. So, like, getting to getting to be around him uh, while I was playing growing up was, was a huge factor in work. Always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Uh, one of the good guys. That is Matt Reynolds. we will start the year in Syracuse, but I will bet you a donut that we will see Matt Reynolds in Flushing. At some point So tomorrow uh, Another of the potential depth pieces To introduce you to Former Chicago White Sox cult hero Daniel Polka Who will likely be a Syracuse Met To begin things as well We'll hear from him And we'll begin a fun little nerd-a-thon As I have finished going through The entire Bill James book For the 2022 season The most interesting Mets related items That I found after a 15 hour nerd-out Spent over a stretch of four days for now, let's get out. We're getting played off the stage, unlike what the Oscars people did when Will Smith was trying to explain himself. Our keyboardist for this Mets in the Morning House band, Dave Magadin, zapping the bass, Henry Mejia. The horn section, who remembers Chris Jellick with a J? And on the drums, oh he's hitting it too. That is Mike Hessman. This is Josh Lewin. It's called Mets in the Morning. Please tell people all about it, and we will do it again tomorrow. Peace out. Don't hit anybody.
3: Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best